Robbie Stamp here, and hello from Happened Here, the Halloween. Just to show that we've not ourselves disappeared like ghosts at Cockcrow, we are releasing as a Halloween special a Happened Here single, a recording from our archive that we've not shared before. We've chosen a version of our fabulous gothic imagining about the creation of Dracula, written by Becky Stamp and performed by the spookylicious Kate Reed. Have a listen share far and wide, and rest assured that we are making plans for our next season. Keep an eye on happenedhere.com for more. Do follow the footprint and do drop us a message there. We love to hear from you. Without further ado, let's begin. The Lyceum Theatre, Covent Garden, London. Theatre of Blood. 1890. Winter. Night. A creature is forming in Bram Stoker's mind. He sits spellbound in the middle of the deserted balcony overhanging the stalls of the Lyceum Theatre. The space suspended now between the pumping blood and applause of the departed audience and the grave-like yawn of the empty stalls. He stares at the red curtains, black now in the gloom, a giant cloak rising to enfold the abandoned auditorium. His breath hangs in the air as a solitary candle by his side drips its way to darkness. Dimly aware of the clock chiming midnight, he notes the witching hour. Rousing from his reverie, he picks his way through dark theatre corridors to his small office, candle-throwing shadows that follow him down the walls, and not for the first time, Stoker can feel, deep in the pump of his heart, that first wrenching encounter with the man who employs him now as his business manager. Obsessed, drained, he slumps in his office chair and sleeps. Fourteen years ago in Stoker's hometown of Dublin, Henry Irving, the greatest actor of his generation, strode into Stoker's life in somewhat human form. Stoker had watched, mesmerised, as the charismatic man recited an epic poem about a murderer. The horrid thing pursues my soul. It stands before me now. And he had burst into hysterical tears at the intensity of Irving's performance. Outwardly, Irving, Stoker's employer and, by 1890, actor-manager of the Lyceum, was every bit the archetypal Victorian gentleman. A striking figure in a long black coat, Irving towered above most, six foot two inches of presence, pale face framed by an upturned collar and curtained black hair. To scratch the surface, however, or to return that black gaze under those black eyebrows for a little too long, means to look right into the face of that thing that you feel hiding under your bed at night, to be tethered to that thing through your waking and dreaming hours, to see in those dark eyes the unblinking stare of the undead. Stoker watches himself rise from his chair and stagger to the washbasin in his office, like a corpse rising from the grave, and sees himself staring into the cracked mirror. But in the glass, there is no answering reflection. Stoker wakes with a start from that haunted hour between sleep and the beginning of day, 
having spent the whole night, again, at the Lyceum in his office chair. Splashing water on his face, his heart feels swollen with life as it thumps its steady rhythm against the corset of his ribcage. He might as well have reached into himself and pulled it out, red and bloody, before plonking it down on the box office stand when he signed himself away as Irving's guardian of this place. Replaying the memories in his mind, this absorption of one man's life in another, Stoker lets out a gasp, pulls a battered notebook from his pocket, and puts shaky pen to paper. The dam unstoppered, unstoppable, ideas flowing freely and inevitably as a rush of perinatal blood. I know what has happened to me here, he thinks, and the transformation is almost complete. I know what has been done to me. Vampire. Ah, happened here.